Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David McGuire. And I am Eric Brickmont. And I am Brian Moriarty. We're sorry to interrupt your podcast this evening, but we come to you with a very important message. Are you tired of hearing the squeaking of our chairs? Are you tired of hearing a distant echo in the background? Are you tired of hearing my lips smack the moment before I talk? I know I am. But you know how we can fix that? We need help from you. You see, Rome was not built in a day. It was built over many months, and also with lots of money. And lots of marble. We don't actually need the marble. No, we don't need it. It'd be nice, but... Okay, let's just stick to things that we actually need. Okay, sorry. Okay, thank you. Anyways, if you feel like you want to help us with our squeaking chairs or massive echo and Brian's incessant lip smacking, please go to www.nerdonomy.com. Click on Donate, where your money will go to helping our nerd cave thrive and helping Brian get over his speech impediment. And to go to our need for lots and lots of Hot Pockets. We must have the Hot Pockets. You're listening to Nerds on Film with Sarah Ashley, Kevin Satorius, Brian Moriarty, and Sean Moriarty. So what movies did you guys watch on or after Thanksgiving? I watched Disney's Hercules, actually. Really? Yep. Oh, oh, oh my boy, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> not the Nutty Professor. I know professor. it's not that Hercules, but okay. every time I hear the word Hercules, it is associated with the Nutty Professor and the Disney Hercules. Okay. But not Kevin Sorbo, Not Kevin enough. Sorbo. Oh. Hercules, honey, I you feel mean bad for Hercules. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Zero to hero, motherfuckers. Yeah, and it was, um, and I haven't seen that movie in like maybe ten years or so. Um, but it was, it was good. It's just I, the animation quality. You could tell they just did not really invest in it. The only part where they really invested at all was like the Hydra. And you could tell that they were like still kind of figuring out using the computer generated graphics like they used in Beauty and the Beast, so they were still kind of playing with that. Yeah. It's tough because they had been experimenting with computer graphics for years mm-hmm. and Beauty and the Beast was the first one that nope. actually got nope. to use it. Nope. 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 Rescuers down under. Oh, thank you. Because Pixar did right. that in the opening credits when you're going through the poppy fields. Right. And Mike Pixar didn't Pixar also do the ballroom? In, didn't they also do the, that? For I think the uh, I haven't officially found any text about it. Okay. And then after the rescuers down under, they also did it in Aladdin before Beauty and the Beast with uh, yeah. the tiger Who head. Sean, I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, hold you in contempt of Disney. Beauty and the Beast came out one year before Aladdin. Oh, did it? It did. Snap. Oh. oh. Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen head is now <laughs> turning in its cryogenically frozen grave, Sean. <laughs> 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 the grave is cal- like there's a tombstone that's frozen. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you call a cryogenic chamber a grave, I'm pretty sure it is. I think then it would be that his cryogenically frozen head has just turned in the cryogenic Cryog- chamber grave because okay. he is still dead. I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to like keep yeah. the rhythm of the of the verse. Okay, going does forward. not matter. That was okay. still awesome. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, Hercules probably saving grace was that the music. The music's fun in that one, mm-hmm. especially Meg's song in that. That is like one of the best Disney songs ever. I would say I fucking love that song. Her little. I don't say I'm in love. I can't wait to hear your reactions about Frozen. Then I really am interested to hear what you say about that. Why they have really good music. In my opinion, yes. 
Okay. But I want to hear what you have to say. I okay. really want to see it. I was supposed to, I wanted to try to fit it in this weekend, but I didn't have time, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I was thinking it. <laughs> fit it in. Sometimes you trying weekend. to say I have a cavernous asshole or something? No. I wasn't trying to say it. You did it for me. <laughs> this is all kinds of wrong. Sean knows apparently runs in the family. Yes, it does. <laughs> he tries to get in every weekend. <laughs> Before I move on here, I just wanted to mention there was one time where Sean actually did pull a clown car out. So, um, <laughs> uh, what? A clown car? He pulled a clown what? car out of the house. <laughs> what? Whoa. Were you playing the circus music at the same time? Do 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 do. No, my ass was called a clown car once. Wait, not the mangler. Because you could fit a lot of stuff in it. It wasn't that I had a clown car in my ass. Did you ever have a gerbil in your ass? Not one, but several. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Richard Gere. I was about to say, um, are you trying to one-up a certain celebrity? <laughs> well, it was also from that opening in Mallrats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin, what did you watch? Um, so that being uh, near the end of November, I hastily went back to my November Bond marathon and watched Die Another Day, which of all the Brosnans, is definitely, in my opinion, the toughest to get through. Did you watch it on DVD or Blu-ray, or did you watch it the one that was on TV? Oh, no, no, I watched it on Blu-ray because it's superior quality in both picture and sound and doesn't have commercials. Yeah, there was playing. On there Sci-Fi was, Channel, yeah, it was playing on the whole Sci-Fi marathon. Channel. Yeah. I think they finished it in like 72 hours or something, continuously, Yeah, which is impressive. Makes sense, yeah. I wish I had 72 waking hours of my life that I could dedicate just to Bond. And technically I did. They also did it with, um, they did it with, I don't know if it was sci-fi, but it was one of the other stations did it with the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies, too. They huh. did them back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Fun fact, uh, Spike TV, back in the day, used to do uh, 20 Days of Bond days to of coincide Bond. with Christmas or something like that. Yeah. So. And I remember not owning any of the Bond movies. This was my only access to it. Definitely. So that was what I watched after Thanksgiving and some football, too. So for me, I watched Die Another Day because it was on... TV for a little bit, and then we all just kind of agreed that we just needed to change the channel. Um, mostly watch football. I didn't actually watch a movie. I gotta say, I watched Christmas Vacation two days after uh, Thanksgiving, but mostly it was the two things I'm watching TV absolutely every year are the parade and then football, which is just on in the background. I was kind of disappointed that It's a Wonderful Life was not on NBC like it usually is, and I was also, also disappointed that Miracle on 34th Street wasn't on. See, that's what I was about to say. Doesn't NBC do Miracle on 34th Street? They do both. They do both. They, okay. Or they've done both at some points in time. Oh, all right. Yeah, because usually it's the National Dog Show right after... That's right. ...the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and then uh, in the evenings, they've done It's a Wonderful Life, and then to backpedal for a second, sometimes they've done Miracle on 34th Street after the dog show. It's funny that you mentioned that because I am going to let the secret out. I did watch the dog show a little bit. I had to change the channel because I was going like this. You know the they can't time. hear you, right? Oh, I have no idea uh, if they can or can't, but I will say this. I was cuting myself out. I had to change the channel because there are so many dogs on there that I can't have. Bum, 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 bum. Sean? What movie did you watch after Thanksgiving? Every Thanksgiving, I watch Christmas Vacation. I have to. It's something that is just in my brain. It's a little mechanism. There's a mechanism in there that goes, you have to watch Christmas Vacation on Thanksgiving. And I watched it as I was going to sleep, and I missed the last five minutes. So I watched it again yesterday. 
I love Christmas Vacation. Is that like you kicking off the holiday season? It's the flare gun I shoot off, metaphorically, for the beginning of the holiday season. And with that, folks, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Brian Moriarty. I am Kevin Satorius. And I'm Sean Moriarty. Yay! Happy December! It is officially December. It is officially time for me to go out and buy stuff now, because I haven't done that yet. (laughs) It's also officially time to go on a cleanse because of all the food we just had over the weekend. I know, right? I actually, for the first time in history of me having Thanksgiving, I held back a lot. I didn't eat a meal that whole day. And to be honest, I only had one plate at Thanksgiving that was not stacked as tall as me. It was very, very small, moderate sizes of food. And I was very content. Luckily, I had my dad's uh, homemade Chex Mix, which is the one thing I look forward to every holiday season uh, to tide me over before Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah, I, I surprised myself. Good for you. It's the little things. That's no. not what anyone ever said. No, no, that is good. We had a bunch of hors d'oeuvres. My aunt came over, and she cooked everything pretty much. We, mm. My mom was part of it. She was just kind of like a sous chef. So um, we had everybody over at the family house, and uh, she made like these stuffed mushrooms. She made these little bacon-wrapped cocktail weenies. Um, with uh, brown sugar glaze on them. Oh, my God. There was so much food. But I actually only had one plate for dinner nice. as well. Um, it's not easy. Not easy. And considering I only had a piece of toast earlier in the day just to kind of hold me over, it was uh, definitely a miracle. We'll say <laughs> a Thanksgiving miracle. I made a really, really bitchin' bourbon orange cranberry sauce. Ooh, that sounds awesome. It was awesome. And I hate cranberry sauce. And I love this. Can you make it again for the Christmas party? Sure. Sweet. Sweet. Sean, how was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. We went over to my uh, girlfriend Katie's brother's house, which is in uh, New Mexico, which is only about 45 minutes away. And uh, yeah, pretty low key. Played some card games, watched some football. And then we drove back and I watched Christmas Vacation, like I mentioned earlier. While you were in New Mexico, did you get some of that blue crystal? No, but it was in abundance. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't see any like trailers just outright explode did you well yeah you always see them explode on the side of the road it's like it's almost like fireworks when football players run out sometimes when you drive it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) remember kids if the flames are green and or blue you know mischief is afoot right there Mm -hmm. you go um so our topic for today which, and for the month. And for the month. Okay, so we'll, we'll go ahead and just tell you what we're doing this month. For the month of December, we will be basically featuring episodes that are based on a pretty specific Christmas movie. So um, More than that. It's our favorites. Our favorite Christmas movies. Yes. And we thought, because we had had so much success with the Halloween month of getting really specific and uh, we saw that people really responded to that why not go crazy with it and since christmas is i know it's my favorite time of year i don't know about you guys let's talk about our favorite movies while we're at it so yep yeah yeah and for the first one to kick us off is is one of sean's favorite christmas movies and that's christmas vacation yeah it's one of mine too but i had to pick my own so damn it sean won this well yeah i mean you guys are brothers (laughs) so it's gonna be kind of closely tied i watch this movie in the summertime though that's why i believe that i deserve this over brian because i watch that movie all year i don't give a fuck (laughs) and why do you like this movie so much sean kick us off how could one not love this movie it is hilarious i love chevy chase in this movie so much and it's one of the most quotable movies in history it's just 
tons and tons of of great quotes. Is the house on fire clock? <laughs> no, Aunt Bethany, that's just the Christmas lights. <laughs> Can you believe it? We're on the threshold of hell. Down, throw me down, clock. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. <laughs> Is this the airport clock? No, Aunt Bethany, it's just the doors. <laughs> I, I love Aunt Bethany's prayer. She starts I saying the Pledge, Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> they want you to say grace. Grace! She passed away through ago the blessing <laughs> you know it's funny i had the movie on yesterday to do quote unquote research for this episode and um i was only half listening to it because like i've seen this movie so many goddamn times right. do i really need to do research and the answer is no <laughs> okay <laughs> no no you don't actually i will say this one's not as big of a staple in my family uh same here in fact i never saw the movie until about three years ago what i know it just it never popped up on my radar because I what? had what <laughs> <laughs> delayed yeah. reaction. Um, yeah, I just I had a gaggle of other holiday themed movies that always showed up on my radar every year, and uh, it really wasn't until yeah three years ago that I was like, oh, I've heard of this movie, I've never watched it, I'll give it a whirl. Holy shit, that's a funny movie. So, hey, when did this movie come out, Sean? Nineteen eighty nine, and it was written by the great John Hughes, correct? The late great John Hughes, yes, yes, yes. indeed. I'm double checking 1989 too. So hold no, on. you know, it Sean, is, you're, you're, you're starring the ever so popular okay, cool. Chevy I did that Chase. From memory. I just wanted to make sure. And of course, Beverly D'Angelo from yes. The, the, so this is the third film <laughs> in the National Lampoon's Vacation Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, it is got is preceded by, of course, Vacation and European Vacation, and then followed by Vegas Vacation. Oh, I've seen that one. And a straight-to-video sequel, Christmas Vacation 2, which had to deal with focused mo- almost entirely on Cousin Eddie. Yeah. So. And which Randy Quaid did actually return for that. Yes, and Randy Quaid is the, another common thread in all the films, too. With the, I think the exception of European Vacation. He's not in that one. There's a European Vacation? That's what I just said, dude. No, no, no. I, it, I'm, I'm really surprised because <laughs> I've, I haven't heard of that one either. I guess I'm just really out of the times. And interestingly enough, so the, the the original cast was mostly the same. There's been a different Audrey in every single movie. They're always different kids. It's a big joke. No okay. two have ever been in more than one. Actually, wait, fun fact. So um, last year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Old Navy did some awesome commercials with uh, classic movies, and they included... Um, Anthony Michael Hall, Juliette Lewis, Beverly D'Angelo, and Chevy Chase reprising their roles from the vacation movies. Mm-hmm. But it was a Old Navy commercial, and it was awesome. Yeah. Well, Julia, Juliette Lewis was the Audrey only in Christmas Vacation. The same one with David, uh, was it Galecki? Galecki? Thank you. He was in Big Bang Theory. Which is probably his biggest thing since Roseanne. Cause that Jonathan was his next Galecki, I thought. Yeah, you're right, Sean. Okay, so that that is the gag. It's a different person every time. And then uh, Ethan Embry played him in the Vegas Vacation version. Anyway... Total tangent here. So, um, this is arguably the most popular of the vacation films. Well, I would argue that the first one is the most popular, but that's just me. Um, okay, so how do you measure that? I'm curious. I know. I think I feel like I know more people who've seen Vacation than I have Christmas Vacation. Okay. What I found, this is just a perception for me, but I noticed that Christmas Vacation gets a lot more replay time on the air mm, Okay. than the original Vacation does. Okay. So. That's fair enough. 
Either that, either you're right, or it's corporate America trying to shove it down our throats that the Christmas Vacation was the most popular. Yeah, maybe. One. I know that when it came out, <clears throat> it was very high grossing. It came out the same weekend as Back to the Future Two, and yep. Back to the Future Two was the only one to actually beat it in the box office numbers. Wow. That weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it opened to a really big following, um, which just kind of attribute to it being a sequel, I suppose. But this actual movie was based on. Um, a short story that John Hughes had wrote called Christmas 59, um, which was something that he had written for National Lampoon magazine. And it was the sequel to Vacation 58, which is what the original Vacation movie was based on. Oh, that's brilliant, because there's the one bit in the attic where he goes and finds the film and it says Christmas 59. Exactly. That is the nod to it. Oh, my God. That is genius. Isn't that really nice? That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You are welcome. Um, Well, the thing I find interesting is... Can you guys connect It's a Wonderful Life to Christmas Vacation? I can. Well, aren't nope. you the one with all the answers tonight? I can, I can, I can. So please enlighten <laughs> us. How are the two movies connected? The assistant director of Christmas Vacation is is Frank Capra III, who is the grandson of the Frank Capra who directed It's a Wonderful Life. Bingo! And It's a Wonderful Life does play in the background of one of the scenes of the movie. It does indeed. Christmas Vacation is a pretty important Christmas movie, not because it has anything to do with the actual true nature of Christmas, um, but just because it's a really solid story. You know, uh, Clark Griswold is this guy who consistently in every film never learns the lesson that uh, things are never going to turn out the way he hopes, and yet it's still interesting to watch. He still learns another way how this didn't turn out the way he hoped it would turn out. So, for me, the movie has always got that replay value for that reason. And plus, there's moments that you catch that you don't catch otherwise. Like, the film acting in that movie is actually spectacular. All the little nuances and reactions are spot on. And I'm still picking up stuff that I had never noticed 20 years ago when I first saw it. So, uh, let's talk about the casting. Please. A little bit. Um, Chevy Chase, obviously, Beverly D'Angelo, guy from Big Bang Theory, Juliette Lewis, before she really got big. And then you have all these lovely grandparents. Well, Randy Quaid, obviously. Obviously, that needs to be said because he's... Extremely funny in this movie. Um, but you have, like, the, the extra family members, the grandparents, and Aunt Bethany, who actually was the voice of Olive Oil. That was the voice of Olive Oil? She was the, vo- she was the voice of Olive Oil, and this was actually the Wait. last time that she was on screen. Wait, she also did the voice of Betty Boop. And Betty Boop, yeah. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't that actually that. makes sense. When she sings um, the, the Star Spangled Banner, I totally hear it now. Yeah. Yeah, totally hear it at the end of the movie. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool. And I feel like, I just, Aunt Bethany and what's the, what's her husband's name? I think it's Lewis. Uncle Lewis. Uncle yes. Lewis. They totally are playing this whole, like, Burns and Allen thing the whole time, which is, it was just, I felt like a really nice tribute, and it was really good. That's true. I liked it. And William Hickey, the late William Hickey, was a great actor, and he, of course, was Uncle Lewis. He had done lots of small parts throughout. He was a great character actor, but his, uh old, grovelly, grouchy voice was kind of what was his trademark in the later part of his career. Lest we forget that uh, Christopher Guest's lesser-known brother Nicholas and Julia Louis-Dreyfus playing the neighbors that are the epitome of 80s douchebags. Yes, <laughs> definitely with their matching silver tracksuits. Oh, God, that was so gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were completely... And just look the way their house was designed, too. Uh, that was the Murtaugh's yeah. house. That was the Murtaugh's house? That was the Murtaugh, Murtaugh's house, yeah. So does like Warner Brothers have a backlot of yes. these houses oh. they just reuse? Yes. Oh, that makes total sense. You guys spoiled a little bit of my trivia that I was going to share. Yes, they own a backlot where they shot the Lethal Weapon movies. Gotcha. 
I got you. And they just made it look a little different. Instead of looking like California, they make it look like Illinois. I got you. Damn, those clever movie-making bastards. <laughs> There's a couple other people in it who I think deserve a fair mention. Brian, does it Brian Doyle Murphy? Bill Murray's older brother. Yes, yep. uh, the boss, yeah. Oh, Frank yeah. plays the boss, Frank Sherman. And Shirley. Frank Shirley, thank you. And you've got a couple others. A uh, guy who is the friend, he's done like a ton of TV from the he, late 80s, early 90s. He has done it. Um, and I, oh, my God, what is his name? I'm looking it up right now. Oh, the guy from Raising Arizona. Yes. yes. Raising Arizona. Sam McMurray. Yeah, Sam McMurray. That's right. Yeah, he had a very small part in the movie, but it was still a good one. He had some great moments with Chevy Chase in there. You've also got Doris Roberts, who is claim to fame, of course, is from Everybody Loves Raymond. That's what we would know from now as Ray Romano's mom. And Grandma's Boy. And Grandma's Boy. She was very cleverly, and, and Redhead, which is we're not used to seeing, uh, played Ellen's mother. And then you also have the great Carl Reiner. Wasn't Carl Reiner in that movie? Mm, I'm not seeing it. I could have sworn Carl Reiner was the father. No. No? Nope. Oh, he just looks like Carl Reiner. Never mind. Shit. Sorry. It's uh, John Randolph it's and Clark- E.G. Marshall. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like a dumbass. He looks like like Carl Reiner. I thought it was, but okay. My bad. There is one person in this movie that I tried looking up and I can't find any more like information about it. Uh, she played the uh, very attractive uh, clerk at Macy's or whatever that uh, Clark was like head over heels with. The actress's name is Nicolette Scorsese. And with a last name like Scorsese, I was like really curious if she was related to the d- great director, but I haven't found anything to say otherwise. It's just coincidence. It might be, yeah. Yeah. And isn't also Christy Turlington in the movie as well? Because she's in almost every... I think she is in every vacation movie. That, that's like no. the running gag. No! No! You're thinking of Christy Brinkley, and she's only in two of them. Oh, damn it. She's in Clearly Vacation and then Vegas Vacation. That's it. Clearly, I am failing at this. Well, I was mixing up, uh, the last time I was on, I was mixing up my movies the entire episode after listening to it again. We're not perfect. No. As much as we try. As much as we exude, yes. (laughs) By the way, can I just say that scene with Nicolette Scorsese is one of the most quotable. In fact, every time I go Christmas shopping, I'm always saying things like, it wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any hooter than they hotter than they are. (laughs) (laughs) It, is, it sure is a bit nipply in here. Nippy. <laughs> Nipples. <laughs> it's a bit... I think he said it's a bit nipply out. Or no, I mean a bit nipply out. Yeah. Uh, a bit nippy out. And then he starts... Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. I just want to know uh, what store clerk is, like, lifting up her skirt yeah, and, like, see how high mine were? Yeah, like, showing... And, just, and see no lines. And he's like, oh, look, no lines, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the line, can you, Russ? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I always interpreted that as flirtatious, though. I, I thought she was actually flirting with him, even though he was being a total, you know, he was, he was flum, yeah, f- fumbling. Flum, flummoxing. Flummoxing, yeah. thank yes. you. I don't know. I would not flirt with Chevy. Well, no, I wouldn't flirt with Chevy He would Chevy not Chase. flirt with a lot of guys, though. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's be real here. Well, I'm picky. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> and let's face it. Chevy Chase, he doesn't really... No. It's not really a no. A 10 on your wows-a-meter. So. No. <laughs> 10 on your wows-a-meter. Wows-a. A wows-a-meter. That's so junior high. I love it. <laughs> I was to say, that's so Looney Tunes of you. Like, yeah, all other sound effects. <laughs> Tex Avery Wolf. Yep. What about super tan, really short shorts Chevy Chase from Caddyshack? Are you digging him? No. Nope. Wait a minute. Come on. If he can do, he must be really good at uh, um, 
This thing called Conolingus. Oh God! I, I, I remember the only thing I remember from that movie is when he's doing the the piano and he's trying to sing that blue song. Like I was born. Yeah. To sing. I was born to eat your face. Okay, let's stop now. Oh, did you get dressed up like Chevy Chase doing Conolingus? Too far, Kevin. Too far. That no, is too no, far. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Anyway, you, you made her gag, so I'm just saying. Blah. <laughs> I took a shower this morning, okay? Oh, okay. And put on deodorant. <laughs> well, and aren't we all glad? It's a treasure. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I'm going to try to do this, even though I have the lines in front of me. There's only one line in that movie that I really appreciate because it kind of surmises the entire. Only one line in that movie you really appreciate, or one of many lines, but one that was specifically most important to you. God damn it, sir. All right, so there's one line in that movie that I appreciate the most out of all of them because it totally encapsulates not just the frustration, but kind of the entire roller coaster of emotions (laughs) that the movie exudes. And that's when Clark goes on his rant. And so I'm going to try to try to do it. Emphasis on the try, and if I fail, I think I might stop. For those who don't know, there's a moment, and I don't want to ruin the whole plot, but there's a moment where, you know, honestly, Let's fuck it. Let's ruin the plot. You should have seen this movie by this point. It's been you out know since what? 1989. You have no excuses. If yet. you haven't, stop this right now. Go watch it. Come back when you're done. We'll, we'll wait. wait. Welcome, Welcome back. back. So for those who didn't watch this, this is the moment right where Clark has been waiting for his bonus check the entire movie, gets a, le- a letter uh, in the mail on Christmas Eve only to find out it was an enrollment in the Jelly of the Month Club. And this is what he says in return. And this line is so fucking perfect. It is. And I'm, I apologize to Chevy Chase and John Hughes for, I may be butchering it, but I'm going to try my best. <clears throat> hey! If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought uh, from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought here right now with a big ribbon on his head, and I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lupped, warm-headed, sack of monkey shit he is hallelujah holy shit where's the tylenol it was your own interpretation but it was good it was good i i I gave myself an aneurysm hold on where is the tylenol (laughs) i felt your interpretation while it lacked the pauses of chevy chase's original interpretation was still very true it had lots of verisimilitude to the essence of the words in the script and it was quite enjoyable Thank you, Alan. Glad to hear you came back in this episode. Thank you for using the word verisimilitude. 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 That's today's word of the day. Brought to you by Alan. (laughs) Brought to you by Alan. (laughs) (laughs) What's the other one that's in that? It's in the same scene, though. I have it right here in front of me. Yeah, that one. That one's my favorite. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving? Oh, nobody's leaving? No one's getting out in this funnel fashion family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a four-alarm holiday. What I is can it? do that one. Oh, yeah, do that one, Sean, yeah. please. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. <laughs> <laughs> You're loopy. Don't piss me off, Art. <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, my favorite 
favorite line in that whole movie. That delivery yeah. Yeah. is just so like, oh god, he's yeah. fucking lost well, I, it. I love just the end of it too, because Clark, I think it's best if everyone just goes home before things get any worse. Worse? How <laughs> could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Helen. We're in the circle of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that crazy laugh he has. It's just yeah. like, he has lost his mind. Can we talk about Beverly D'Angelo's shirt in that scene no of the kidding. movie? <laughs> like that cutout of just like, hey, this is a family Christmas and your tatas are like out and about. I mean, she good gets for a her. B, she gets a double B plus if you don't understand, if you catch my drift. I, I think I do <laughs> understand and catch your drift. <laughs> Zing. But I'm just saying, like that, like good for her for rocking that. Mm-hmm. Just got a kick and bod. For being a mom and rocking that, absolutely. Hey, go. Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. You've got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh, uh, yes. Burn some dust here. Eat my rubber. Yeah. Dad, I believe you mean it's burn rubber and eat my dust. Whatever, Russ. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part when he gets all the after he gets the tree in and he's like yeah there's a lot of sap in here and then the next scene he's like trying to turn the pages <laughs> of the magazine bit, <laughs> that bit I watched intently yesterday and the acting reaction in her faces is so it's so so brilliant good when he like reaches over and like gets his hand all caught in her hair and she's still talking and yeah, like doesn't pulls miss her a face beat. away yeah, yeah it is so Perfect. I wonder how many takes they had to do with mm. that. What I love is, well, if you really look, that entire scene is one shot. Yeah. So if they messed it up, they had to do the whole thing they over had to do again. The whole thing over. Yeah, again. or it was like brilliant editing where I couldn't even see the jump cuts. Very yeah. true. Sean, do you have anything to add right now? Yeah. <laughs> and I, as far as I know, there's no version of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on DVD or Blu-ray or anything that has any deleted scenes or any gags right? gag reels because I would fucking love to see that. Oh, me too. I love uh, outtakes. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing though because when they shoot a script, oftentimes they get to the point where the shooting draft is tight enough where they don't need to cut out scenes. They already know have a pretty solid idea of what doesn't need to be in the script yeah. to make the solid movie. I mean, that's the gift it just keeps it giving every year. <laughs> Clark, that's the clear gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> Jelly can... of the month club. Actually, that, that doesn't, doesn't sound, sound too yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I kind of want that. When you're expecting like a $10,000 bonus check, though, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Really? Wait, wait, wait. You thought it was $10,000 in 1989? So it's so enough to get a pool. It's implied. He yep. said he put an $8,800 deposit. $7,500. So thank you. $75 deposit on the pool. Mm -hmm. And he knew that the bonus check, he was hoping the bonus check would cover it. So it's at least that. Plus, mm -hmm. Frank Shirley at the end says, take whatever your bonus was last year and add 20%. So, yes, I'm going to estimate okay. around $10,000. Right. Because he also said, if there's any money left over, I'm going to fly you all out to enjoy the pool. Yeah. Yes. So. That's right. Exactly. Okay. That's a lot of money for 1989. Yeah. So, technically, it'd be $9,000, but whatever. And let's talk about the time context. Yes. It was 1989. Or 88, whenever they shot it. Whatever. Yeah. And that's what makes this movie seem rather poignant granted i guess the original short story was written in the 50s or about the 50s or whatever but um kind of the same idea because in the 1950s and the 1980s they were sort of going through economic booms yeah they were both areas of prosperity and i think the 50s was much more reminiscent of this sense of family and the white picket fence very much the idea of the foundation of the american dream right, right. and the american dream is also kind of providing for your family and providing 
you know, luxuries for your family. And yeah. that's especially specifically in the fifties and in the eighties. Yeah. And so this kind of, this whole idea, this crux of like, I got to install this pool and, it, and he's doing it to be the best family man that he can, because that is pretty much all that Clark Griswold really wants to be right. the best yeah. family. And man. if I'm not mistaken, uh, his friend Bob in the office, I think that's his character's name says, wow, you're yeah. the last decent family man in this office. Yeah. The last true family man. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, can I draw a parallel? Watchmen. Mm-hmm. There's a great scene between the comedian and uh, Night Owl, and they ask, "What happened to the American Dream?" And the comedian says, "It came true." And that was also supposed to take place in the late '80s, That's and it was right. a commentary yep. on things in an alternate universe. Yes. And so, you know, definitely, you start to see small elements of the excess. I think that's more represented by Todd and Margot's character, especially because she's got like she's got all like the stylish clothing. Yeah. You got the stylish interior. With the with the shoulder pads in her dress. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yeah, in the stylish interior. The silver C D player. Oh that. yeah. Like they had they had the most fanciest C D player sound system that I've ever seen. Short of it being like you know something from Bose, and they had the metallic sauna suits too. Oh God, uh, that was that looks so tacky. Question for you guys: When did Fast Times at Ridgemont High come out? I think it was early eight, early eighties. Before this movie, okay. so yeah, the red bathing suit, yes. diving board, you saw where I was fantasy going with that. scene. Yeah, very reminiscent of yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. Sean, shit and bricks. I need to ask you, brother to brother. When you first saw that scene, what was the first thought going through your head? Why is there so much blood running to my cock? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, oh my god, I was about to say, I don't think there was a thought going into his head because all the blood was going to his groin. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I think Sean and I had the same feelings going through our... Yeah. Yeah. Not next to each other. No, 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 no. Dear God, no. Dear God, no, no, no. You're like, oh, that's a... Oh. Oh, she's... Oh. Ooh, tasteful side boob. Oh, go on. To this day, let's say I'm in a J.C. Penny, and it's Christmas time, and all of a sudden, Bing Crosby's Malakaliki Maka comes on, I immediately get a boner. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Pavlovian now. (laughs) You are now Pavlov's dog. Yes, it's true. (laughs) And that's where we differ, because whenever I hear it, I just want to sing along with it. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) is that the name of our title? You've gotten Pavlovian about it? Pavlovian? Pavlovian? I think we should just call it Bing Crosby Give Sean a Boner. Yes! (laughs) That's fine. Uh, we should uh, we should just name it like like Maka. Like yeah, just equals do- boner. <laughs> <laughs> no, <That'll> just make- <laughs> no, just just like listen. To, it should just be like listen to see why Bing Crosby gives John a boner. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sound? You hear it? It's a funny squeaking sound. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin yeah, yeah. plant. Did you hear it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I hear it too. Squirrel! <laughs> why were they afraid of a squirrel? I don't know. I think squirrels Rabies. are adorable. Rabies. That's why. Oh my god. The more you know. It's true. No, I don't doubt it's true, but I'd be more afraid of a raccoon in my house than a squirrel. Because with a squirrel, I'm like, good. Let me go get my Costco-sized thing of cashews and nuts. I'm going to leave the top open. Once the squirrel gets in, I'm just going to Take it out. It's just that simple. Okay. The best animal scene, though, is the cat. Is the cat. They, this movie had the guts to kill a cat. The cat. <laughs> well, they didn't show it. They just saw this big flash of 
<laughs> Actually, that's I thought, so fucking. I mean, the funny. fact yeah. that the cat is like spread eagle. It's like a cartoonish looking. Yeah. it's like hole pancake flat. where it used to be. That is pretty over the top, but also pretty goddamn hilarious. Oh, right. So funny. I love. I love the line that Eddie said in that movie. Oh, if that guy just had nine laughs, he'd just spin them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he wouldn't. He didn't make like a comment about roadkill or something. It's like, man, if that were five minutes any fresher, I'd put that on the grill or something like that. Interesting. Because he kind of has that redneck vibe. He a does bit. have that kind of thing. So, a little bit. What's that smell? And he said, oh, frown pussy cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was saying with the. With the uh, <laughs> when the squirrel was there and he was like, where's Eddie? Usually he eats these goddamn things. <laughs> They're high in cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> Russ, I'm right here, Dad. Oh, <laughs> they just got some of the best reactions to this. Like, what was it? In seven years, he couldn't find a job. Catherine tells me he's holding out for a management position. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And then that monologue he has about the metal plate in his head and how every time the microwave turned on, he would for like what was it? He foamed at the mouth and would forget 30 minutes that have gone by. Yeah, because whenever Catherine would run the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who it was for there half hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I ought to be sailing down no hill with nothing between the ground and my brains but government plastic. Do you really, Do you really think, think it matters, matters Eddie? Eddie? <laughs> well, you see, the, the plate goes right underneath my part, so over here is nothing. But, but here, if, if, if this just gets dented, my hair just, just ain't gonna look right. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> By the way, I know I brought this up uh, before we started recording, but this is the only movie that I can recollect where we actually saw a metal sled. Uh, growing up, it was all toboggans and plastic sleds. Never had a metal one that I can remember. Oh, and inner tubes as well. Well, people used to actually just take their trash can lids. That's right. That. Yeah. In so. fact, when I was in elementary school, um, I took the lunch tray, which was plastic, and used that as a sled. And I went so fast, uh, there was a creek near my school that I almost went in several times. And I was not scared of this thing called hypothermia, because I had no idea what that is. If I just get wet in winter, I'll just dry off with a towel. No big deal. And take a long, long nap. <sighs> Coma naps are the best, though, aren't they? <laughs> except, this one you don't wake, except this one you don't wake up from. That's so sad. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss, Kiss my, ass. my ass. Kiss my ass. Kiss, Kiss your ass. ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Sean, we've been quoting movie quotes throughout this movie so far. I want to hear what your top three are. Top three movie quotes? Yes, from this one. I'm going to have to say number three is the one with Uncle Eddie when he says, she used to run the microwave and I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. <laughs> That's number three. <laughs> Number two is the rant that Kevin did where he says, you know, brainless, dickless, hopeless. That's number two. The, the, the wormless sack one. of monkey, sh heartless sack of monkey shit monologue, yes. Yes, but number one is a little more subtle. And I think the number one quote is when uh, Uncle Eddie says, are you surprised to see us? And Clark says, Eddie, if I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet tomorrow, I wouldn't be any more surprised. <laughs> 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 that is great. Because they do just come out of nowhere in that scene. Yeah. Uh, and we're kind of wondering at this point, because they come in at least 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah, more than halfway. Yeah, it's just like, and you're, I think everyone was kind of wondering, okay, when's he going to show up? He right. has to show up at some point. So I can just imagine, yeah. like, all the, like, nerdy people in the theater, like, woo! 
of a second they see him on screen. <laughs> um, another subtle moment that I didn't really pick on, uh, pick up, <laughs> pick on, pick up on uh, until like the second or third viewing is when the cops are telling everyone freeze, and Beverly D'Angelo is oh, totally cupping on his, his balls, like, yeah. and then then stretches across. Pleased to meet you, and then goes Welcome right to home. What's yeah. left of it, and, and then, then goes right and back, right to, back the balls. to it. It's genius, and the fact that the uh, Frank Shirley's uh, wife doesn't miss a beat, shakes her hands, even though they've been on some balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazingly it's amazing comic timing. Oh yeah, um, I think my favorite one of my favorites is also the scene with the, the drinking the eggnog, and Eddie totally messes up the little like spinning windmill. Can oh, I, can I refill your eggnog? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? No, I'm fine, Clark. Just glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, I never got some... By the way, clearly wearing a black dicky underneath his thin <laughs> white sweater. <laughs> yes, indeed. He was he was wearing a blue leisure suit. He was this horrid, bulging beast of a man. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of you guys have any of uh, favorite quotes that we haven't said yet? I think I've said all of, all of them, or we've said all of them. Yeah, it's pretty much anything that comes out of Aunt Bethany's no. mouth is my favorite. No. Oh, okay. Oh, let's hear it, John. We have not. I love the weird... This is a really weird part near the beginning of the movie when his buddy Bill at work asks him, Hey, aren't you a shoe-in for food additive designer of the year? And what's that thing you guys made up? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a... It's a uh, the crunch enhancer. The crunch enhancer. Yeah. It's a non-nutritive cereal varnish that stops milk from penetrating the flake. It's, and I yeah. was like, that's the only time we've had a glimpse into Clark Griswold's job, like what he does yeah. and how awkward and mundane it is. <laughs> yeah, they only really allude to it again in uh, Vegas Vacation where they talk about the, the food additive thing that they use it for milk and cookies that have been around for like four or five years. <laughs> so that it doesn't age. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to bring up one that I'm surprised we haven't mentioned yet. <clears throat> Rocky bit my thumb. He's nervous. Nervous or excited? Shitting bricks. You shouldn't use that word. Sorry. Shitting rocks. <laughs> A little cute, innocent girl saying that the word shitting really bricks. That was really funny. That was really funny. <laughs> I gotta say, it's not just John Hughes' clever writing, because he's, I mean, you're looking at, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and right. any of the of his earlier films, you know, you know his writing is, is rock solid. It's also the directing and the acting choices that are made that make this borderline farcical. It's not yeah. fully farcical because it's still kind of in the realm of reality, even though you see weird things like a cartoonish cat <laughs> being <execu> electrocuted. <laughs> right. Um, but it, it does get borderline. The only thing it's missing is someone trying to hide something, and no one's trying to hide anything. If, if, if there was a scene where that was happening, it would totally be a farce. Mm -hmm. I do also want to point out that they did have a scene with the station wagon going underneath the truck. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie! Yeah, which, I mean, Fast and Furious totally ripped that shit off. <laughs> but, yep. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a bit too soon, Sarah. So, oh, d okay, so now Fast and Furious is off topic. Just because, unfortunately, yes, Paul Walker did pass away. Moment of silence. All right, we're done. Um, <laughs> but, yes, that is uh, very, very sad. However, I saw this before I found out that he was dead. So <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. Our hearts do go out to his family, by the way. Yeah. Totally awkward, odd tangent to do right in the middle of, <laughs> of that discussion. But, I know, you know, but I figured because I... I guess it was going to come up one I way or another. I did bring up Fast and yeah. Furious, so... Yeah. Well... If you guys don't have anything else that you can think of right now, I actually have a fun quiz I can spin your way, uh, brought to you by RottenTomatoes.com. I say, let's do the quiz. All right. 
All right, you lucky lady and gentlemen, I have a fun quiz for you brought to you by RottenTomatoes.com. Rotten Tomatoes, where if it's fresh, it's probably going to win an Oscar. RottenTomatoes.com. I understand that you're talking... <laughs> So, gang, I understand that you guys have been talking about Christmas Vacation, and boy, do I have a quiz for you. There are approximately, or exactly, ten questions that I'm going to be asking you, multiple choice based, and the winner gets 50,000 internet points that they can use at their own free will. Are you ready, contestants? Okay. I'm ready. Yes. All right. Please make up your own sound effects for your buzzer noises, such as... Or... Or... <laughs> but please, be creative, if you can. Question number one. What kind of car did Clark drive? A. A Volvo sedan. B. An RV. C. A Chevy minivan. Or D. A Ford Taurus wagon. Contestants. Oh, 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 oh. That fellatio choking sound effect is coming from Sean. <laughs> Yeah, that or it's a, I uh, thought it was a seal. A seal cho- <laughs> gasping for air. <laughs> no, it was someone being choked by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to say D, Taurus Wagon. And we have a winner. That is one point towards Sean. Lady and gentleman, you have no points to the both of you. You don't need to remind us. Just get on with it. Question number two. (laughs) How many lights, according to Clark Griswold, did the Griswolds have on their house? A, 25,000. B, 50,000. C, 75,000. Or D, 100,000. Buzz. All right. Mr. Moriarty. As in Brian Moriarty, please go ahead. Uh, 25,000. Wow, we have another point awarded to another Moriarty. Fantastic. Sean? May I get any extra points for pointing out that they are imported Italian twinkle lights that do not twinkle? Oh, what do you know? An extra point to Sean Moriarty for bonus trivia <laughs> provided by RottenTomatoes.com. Rotten Tomatoes, where if it's rotten, it probably means the audience is going to love it. RottenTomatoes.com. All right. (laughs) That's actually kind of true. (laughs) Question number three. Who reluctantly helps Clark put up the outside lights and decoration? Is it A, his dad, B, his son, C, his neighbors, or D, nobody? Auga. Uh, it was his son. Aha, yay! As he hands the giant ball of lights to him and says, he'll work on this for a while. Oops, we got a little knot here. <laughs> it's the entire box, by the way. The entire box. That is correct. So that is two points, Sean, one point, Brian, and two points, Sarah, for the trivia as well. Really? Sure, why not? What the fuck? I didn't know I could add extra points by adding trivia. five seconds to give a trivia-based... I already gave it! It's the Frank Capra business! (laughs) But I already knew that. (laughs) Ah, this is horse shit. (laughs) Do not challenge the game show host, otherwise he will press the button and you will go down to the... Suck it, (laughs) Satorius. Suck it long and suck it hard. Yes, thank you for that, Trebek. All right, question number four. Anal bum cover. (laughs) Penis mightiers. (laughs) Okay, focusing. (laughs) Sorry, I totally forgot about that. Question number four. What chemical did Clark put on his new snow disc to make it extra speedy? Was it A, airplane-grade lubricant, B, 
the one tool that fixes everything, WD-40. C, engine oil, or D, a kitchen lubricant. Uh-huh. Sean Moriarty. Kitchen lubricant. Uh, actually, it was an experimental cooking spray. It had never been released to market. It was 40 times more slippery than any other kind of cooking spray. Shut the fuck up, Alan. <laughs> I wasn't told we were going to do this game. I made my own buzzer. Sean, you just... Uh, Sean, I went please demote Alan 5,000 internet points I for interrupting found, this game. I went and found this old hotel buzzer that we used for the front desk. I thought it'd be quite charming to do with this game. I never got a chance to use it. You're a bastard, Kevin. <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> All right, so that's three points, Sean. Negative 5,000 points, Alan. One point, Brian. Two points, Sarah. All right, question number five. Well done. You're not even writing it down. Nope. (laughs) Question (laughs) nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) The game show hosts don't give a fuck. All right, question number five. What did Clark plan to buy with his annual Christmas bonus? Was it A, more Christmas lights, B, a vacation for his family, C, a new car, or... D, uh, swimming pool! Okay, okay, okay. What? Go ahead. Swimming pool? Alright, swimming pool. That is absolutely correct. We have three Sarah, three Sean, one Brian, and negative 5,000 Alan. Alan, we still don't like you. Alright, question number six. I I don't care if you guys like me, because if you would like me, I'd become mainstream anyway. Oh, snap. Alan, we really like you. <laughs> Alan's feeling feisty today. <laughs> what is Alan, the... Alan, have you not had enough wheatgrass today? I haven't, to be honest. And honestly, I like to quote Nanny McPhee. When I wanted, I must go. I bid you all adieu. Oh, <laughs> all right then. <laughs> See you soon, Alan. Not. All right, question number six. Did you just not i did i'm sorry it's 1993 because the game show hosts don't give a fuck okay great continue (laughs) question number six what was psych (laughs) zing you got me question number six what was the name of eddie's dog was it a chopper b snot c killer or d clark buzz oh Snap. Brian Moriarty. Snots. Ah, ah, very good. That is two points, Brian Moriarty. Any trivia? No. Oh, missed out on the bonus point. I'd like to throw some trivia in there. Uh Uh-oh, we might have a contestant that knows something about snot. Go ahead, Sean. He was called snots because he had a glandular disorder in his nose. Really? Really? That's in the script already. Is that really trivia? No, Mm. I cannot award points on that because the name is (laughs) self-implied. God damn it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Question number seven. When asked to say grace, what did Aunt Bethany do instead? A. Fall asleep. B. Sing the star-spangled banner. C. Recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Or D. Proclaim God's bless Grandpa's coffee. Aluga. Oh, we got a tie. Let's hear it. From who? It was a tie. The Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, well, yeah. But it just was a tie. Crap. <laughs> I did not plan for I'm this. Like, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> Were you going to say the same thing? Yes, I was going to say the same thing. Well, then we you just know talked what? about maybe it earlier. Just, maybe we just get both get a point. Sean? Okay. Uh, it should be whoever just said it. And Brian just said it. He said it with force when there was a tie. Sarah, you could have screamed it, but you didn't. I could, but I was, uh, I was, I was waiting to hear a tie call. Sarah, this is not a time to be ladylike. Oh, my bad. My apologies. <laughs> I will go back to being my normal self then. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, then, uh, Brian, you are awarded the point, which means everyone has three. Three points around, except for the game show host, who does not give a fuck. Question number eight. What animal was discovered in the Griswold's family tree? Was it A, a partridge in a pear tree? Was it B, a squirrel? C, was it a Pixar movie up? Or D, was it Aunt Bethany's cat? Ooga. Oh, boy. Sarah with the enthusiastic buzzer. Let's hear it. Squirrel. Yay! Hooray. That is one point for Sarah, which makes four. Three points for the Moriarty, and three points for the other Moriarty. Which one's the other Moriarty? Well, we got one Moriarty. We got another Moriarty. And I don't know if you count Alan as the other Moriarty. No, Alan's part of all of us. Oh, I, the game show host now feels very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of Alan in all of us. <laughs> Question number nine. What did Clark get instead of a Christmas bonus? Now, I know this answer is easy, so we'll see who buzzes in first. Was it A, a can of popcorn? B. Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding. Oh, no. What was the answer, Sean? Jelly of the month, Clark. I call foul. You must wait until all the choices are read out. Oh, whatever. That was not established. And the judges say, the judges agree with the game show host, he does not give a fuck. (laughs) This game is horseshit. (laughs) It very well could be. Brought to you by, no, I'm just kidding. So then that means. It's called Game Shows Are Hard When There's Somebody on Skype. (laughs) (laughs) That's four for Sean, three for Brian, four for Sarah, negative 5,000 for Alan. Then the final question. Who did Cousin Eddie kidnap as a present to Clark? Was it A, Buzz? Oh, Mr. Moriarty. Since we've established we don't have to read all the answers, Frank Shirley. Who is? Clark's boss. Yes, very good. The judges agree. That means four points for everyone and negative 5,000 for Alan. So what's the tiebreaker? So, give us a moment. I have to come up with a question. Oh, okay. Make it really hard, though. It is. <laughs> That's what she said. And he said. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> now, for the tiebreaker. A real thinker, considering all of these other questions were really fucking easy. <clears throat> After the trip that the Griswolds had to the getting the Christmas tree, what magazine was Clark Griswold reading in bed when... Ding, he- ding, 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 ding. Sean. People. Oh, well we have done. a winner. See, if you asked me what was the name of the, what was the ad on the back cover, I actually remember that more than I remember it was People because it was for uh, Double Mint Wintergreen Gum. Wow. It's because I just saw it yesterday. That was the one thing I noticed in that scene. <laughs> God damn it. It's weird how the brain remembers certain details and forgets others. Right. Good job, Sean. Well done. So, Rightfully so that you win. Thanks. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our winner, Sean Moriarty, with 50,000 internet points. And for Double Down, I have another trivia question for you. Okay. Double or nothing. Here we go. Okay, double or nothing. It's okay. It's just for internet Bring points. The They're not real. No, because you can t- you can trade internet points for A, pornography. I think you can trade B, <laughs> World of Warcraft gold. C, hand jobs on Craigslist. Or D, D. Bitcoin. <laughs> Which apparently is actually worth something now. Go All figure. right, Sean Moriarty, double or nothing for a hundred thousand or zero internet points. Okay. Throughout the movie, Clark Griswold is wearing a specific baseball cap with a specific team. Which team is on his hat, and what colors are the hat in? Go. 
Uh, that would be uh, that would be a navy blue hat with uh, orange writing for the uh, Chicago Bears. Oh my God, we have the a winner. Bears. The Bears. I like how hard they make this movie to make it look like it's been set in Chicago because he's not only got the Bears hat, he's, he's also he got a Blackhawks Black jersey, giant hockey jersey as well. <laughs> Which of course I noticed. I was like Blackhawks hockey. 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 Hockey? Somebody say hockey? Okay. Exactly. There you go. All right. Brian Moriarty, I have a trivia question for you. Is this going to put me back in the tie, or is it... Oh, this is for a bonus of 10,000 internet points. Oh, shit. Are you ready? Sure. There are four actor and actresses in total in this movie that have a similarity to a specific TV show. What is that TV show? And for double the points... Who are the actor and actresses? Um, the TV show is, in fact, Saturday Night Live. All right, so there's your 10,000. And for double... Who are the actors who have been associated with it? Correct. So, obviously, Chevy Chase, because he was in the original cast. Yep. Randy Quaid, who was in the late, like, the kind of star-studded cast before they went to the Dana Carvey cast. Um, you've got Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who was also in that same cast. And one more. Nicholas... No, Christopher Guest was not. That was I was gonna say Nicholas Guest, but no, that was Christopher Guest. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Brian Doyle Murphy. Hey, holy fuck, he got them all. Well done. Well done. This is called Nerds on Film, right? Not film enthusiasts. No, I feel like just an enthusiast, and I feel like I should leave because I did not know that. Now Ooh, that's I'm a, going to cry a little. It's okay, Sarah. Well, hold Thanks. on, I I have it's a trivia okay. question for you. Oh fuck! The one that I found is really really hard, so I'm going to skip that one. Oh god! How hard? No, give it to her. No, give it to it's... her. Give her the really hard one. Give it to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give her the hard one. Oh my god! All right, Sarah Ashley, for the same amount of ten thousand internet points, or twenty thousand if you get this two-parter. Are okay. you ready? Sure, I hope so. There is a specific memento that Clark Griswold finds when right before he watches his home movies. What is on that memento and the year associated with me- that memento has to do with what? Okay, it's a present in hiding hiding in the attic and it was a happy Mother's Day gift. And it was or it was a gift to mom. I know it said to mom and it was from 1953. Am I close? Oh. Damn it. You get 5,000 because, yes, you are correct uh, about the it being a Mother's Day present, of course. Right. But the year is not correct. Okay. Do you know what the year is? Uh, I'm going to change it and say 1946. I'm sorry. Damn that it. is incorrect. The year was 1983, uh, which is when the first vacation movie came out. Yeah. Only 5,000 points for you. I said 53. It was close. Very close. I was just missing one squiggly. <laughs> <laughs> or a strike through, depending on how you draw your eights. Okay, great. <laughs> and because Alan is absent, he's going to be demoted another 50,000 internet points. This is bullshit. Oh, he made it back. All right, Alan, I have the toughest question I can find about this movie. Are you ready? I was born ready. All right. It was a natural birth. We didn't go to a hospital. That's bullshit. (laughs) It was a water birth, but it was done at the uh, baptismal jacuzzi of the (laughs) Westboro. (laughs) No, Wow. I can't finish that. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I can't. 
Wow. I saw where you were with <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sarah gave herself the giggles. <laughs> I did. All right. Alan, are you ready? Yes. So... The value of getting this question right means that you will no longer be in the red of internet points, but you will actually be at a straight zero. However, if you get this wrong, you will be demoted one million internet points. That's fine. Zero's the coolest number anyway. Excellent. All right. Or, or is zero the lack of numbers, like black is the absence of color? I'm not sure. <laughs> How very hipster of you, Alan. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Alan's a thinker. <laughs> All right. Question. Here you go, Alan. As Eddie is emptying his septic tank, he is drinking a beer. What is the name of that beer? That's going to be old style. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are incorrect. <clears throat> Shit! <laughs> Alan. I figured old style was the region is something they drink ice, in Chicago because they do, but damn it. No, it is not natural ice either. Also known as natty ice, which yeah. is like drinking piss water. It is Meister Brow. Meister Brow. Oh. Meister Brow. Alan. Meister Brow. <laughs> Alan, that is 1,005,000 internet points you have lost. I do apologize. That's I'm sorry. Cool. I've only spent time memorizing microbrews, so... <laughs> <laughs> Specifically of Oregon. I actually, actually, I homebrew as well, and I don't, uh, I don't use extracts. I mill my own grain, which is actually challenging when you live in a studio apartment <laughs> on the <laughs> side of town. <laughs> All right, Alan. Because I feel sorry for your lack of soul, I have a very easy trivia question for you. Okay. What was the nickname of Clark Griswold? Sparky. Congratulations, you are now at negative one million internet points, having gained 5,000. I think the math's off on this game, but okay. And the judges say, yes, that is correct. The game show host does not give a fuck. I'd just like to say one more thing. You have ten seconds. Just like Sean said, internet points get you things like pornography online. Negative internet points get you CDs with slam poetry on them from hipster websites. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the time that we have today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This quiz and trivia all brought to you by RottenTomatoes.com. RottenTomatoes.com, where the scores don't really matter because you're going to see the movie anyway. Am I right? RottenTomatoes.com. Awesome. Thank you for that quiz, Kevin. You're welcome. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to do game show host because Sean does it so perfectly, and I tried to emulate something. Uh, uh, there you go. You did a good job. Well, that was awesome. I loved it. Thank you. Um, wasn't there a porn parody oh, of yes. Christmas Vacation? I've, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you guys. All right, so in my research for this episode, I did find out, yes, there is a Christmas Vacation porn that came out in 2010. It is called... In 2010? In 2010. That's awfully recent. Right? <laughs> and it's called, This Isn't Christmas Vacation, the XXX Parody. Now, you had said that the last name of the uh, main character was what again? Grizzcock. Which is far better than the actual names of the characters. They are the Dickwalds. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, close enough. Close enough. Do we finally get to see Rusty Bang Audrey? Oh. 
I have no idea because I've never <laughs> seen this. That's a little too flowers in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a Rusty Dickwald in the movie. Rusty Dickwald. There you go. Then Ellen Dickwald, cousin Zeddy's wife, Audrey Dickwald, Marco's sister, cousin Eddie, Marco, and of course Clark Dickwald. So they don't change any of their first names, it's just the last names? Pretty much. Okay. And it got a 5.3 on IMDb. All right then. <laughs> Sweet. Can't believe it's actually on IMDb. <laughs> I know. That's that's the interesting part. Yep. That is a, just a little bit terrifying. Just a little bit. Just a wee bit disturbing. Hey, just a wee bit, laddies. Clearly, this is a classic that if you haven't seen, you need to go make a part of your Christmas viewing. Please bring your children into this with caution. I think it is fairly kid-friendly, minus a couple of uh, scenes and, and moments. There is tasteful side boob, a but... The word fuck and a whole lot of shit. It's a PG-13. It's definitely a PG-13 Yeah, but movie. I'm pretty sure I first saw it when I was like 10. So. And a dead I saw cat, it like too. A fried yeah. dead cat, if I yeah. might You know, if your kids are mature enough to handle it, go for it. If they can know? handle Forrest Gump, they can easily handle this. Why don't we go ahead and get in some feedback, shall we? Sean, cue the music. Listen to feedback, yeah! So, our li- first bit of listener feedback uh, looks like it's from Jessica. Jessica uh, wrote to us, Hi, nerds. I am begging you to have an entire episode of Nerds on Film about Joss Whedon. Please be a doll house uh, and uh, talk uh. about the most amazing writer-director-producer of all time. That would be Shiny Captain. Awesome. Done. It's I, on the schedule. Uh, yeah, I'll totally talk about that. Absolutely. Awesome use of the pun, by the way. Yes. Um, well, I got an awesome piece of feedback. More than that, actually. For those of you who also listen to Nerds on History, I will occasionally pop my head over there and and do an episode or two. And relatively recently, I did an episode um, about the history of Woodstock with Eric while Brian was out miserating. And... (laughs) I love that term. Thanks. And... While I was doing that episode, I happened to be wearing my tie-dye shirt because it just seemed fitting. And one of our dear listeners, Kyle, actually wrote in a little bit later and said that he wanted to send me a tie-dye shirt because apparently he's really good at making them. And boy, howdy, is he really? Because he actually did send me a medium-size tie-dye shirt that is just a plethora of gorgeous colors and i was so very excited to see that and he did a really good job yeah that looks legit nice Mm -hmm. swirl pattern to it and everything and he wrote a little note and says hey sarah i apologize for taking so long to get this to you life has been hectic but as always your podcast helped me get through the days i'm all caught up now so i wait eagerly for the podcasts each week both nerds on film and nerds on history keep up the great work and give brian sean eric kevin and david my best regards thanks again for the great podcast yours truly kyle thank you so much kyle this is pretty goddamn rad (laughs) i'm actually really excited um, to get a little little present from a listener. So, actually, I was kind of tickled pink. So, super stoked. Totally going to take pictures with it and post them up on social media. Cool. And let's, let's go through the uh, social medias that we got for the week. Trivia Tuesday, let's talk a little bit about that for a moment. Because we asked the question, um, in what movie did Daniel Day-Lewis get... Uh, was he hunting witches, quote-unquote? And, mm-hmm. of course, it was The Crucible. Mm-hmm. Um Trevor got that one, was the first person to get it correctly. What we asked in uh, in uh, exchange was if someone would please send us their rendition of doing Because It Is My because Name. Because It Is My Name. Because It Is My Name. And uh, we because got I one person to do it. Lauren sent it to us. 
and we actually haven't even listened to it yet. We haven't listened to it until this very moment. Okay. So let's see. Huh. But she didn't. She wasn't an audio recording. It was in fact a meme. Uh, oh. It was someone. It was from Romeo. What's in a name? And it's cuts to the English saying, "Because it is my name." That's awesome. So I think we have to post that. That is. That is awesome. That is genius. That is so genius. And it's just this look of Daniel Day-Lewis being totally heartbroken. Yeah. So um, pretty brilliant. His eyes are red in that. Yeah. It's he looks fucked up. His teeth are fucked up. Dude, that's such a good scene, though. That is such it a, is good a good scene. scene. It, it totally is. Uh, Everything yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis touches turns to gold. Which, by the way, little known fact, mm. Sally Field's boobs are now gold. <laughs> 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 Was that a Lincoln reference? Yeah, I assume they banged yeah. on set. That's we, just um, what I, in my head. And due to the um, Thanksgiving holidays, we didn't really post may more past uh the week for that so one last bit of uh listener feedback this comes from matt uh who was addressing a typo um on our uh, merch page about a our t-shirt that said world's first computer it was missing the apostrophe uh, thank you very much uh for catching that matt we appreciate it matt i personally apologize i didn't make the shirt but i really i should have caught that myself i'm so tremendously sorry. We're not perfect. Yeah, it wasn't Sean. like it was going to be extra for the, the, the apostrophe. There's no. It I is, know. It happens. I know. It happens. We were trying to save money on ink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Sean, do you have any email you wanted to read? There is. Uh, I have a piece of feedback from Alan because I've taken Sean over. Go ahead, Alan. Uh, this goes out to all the listeners. Um, please do not donate any money because if that happens, Nerdonomy can only get better. And then more than a couple thousand people are going to listen, and then I can't be here anymore. So keep Alan here. Don't donate. (laughs) (laughs) Save Alan, don't donate. That should be a (laughs) t-shirt. Save Alan, don't. That's actually pretty funny. That's pretty clever. So folks, we were tossing this around. We're going to put it out to you guys on the podcast, and then we'll, we'll repost it on uh, the social media page. As you now know, Alan, the intrusive hipster ghost, has now become a staple of our uh, episodes for both Nerds on History and Nerds on Film. Yeah, so, not sure how that m- ended up happening, but we just like him so much. It just happened. I don't know what <laughs> happened. It's just awesome. But we, don't know, we have no idea what he looks like. So, folks, we're going to put it on you guys. You guys can send us your favorite sketch design of it, and the winner will be the one that goes on a Nerdonomy t-shirt. Mm. Yeah. Maybe Pretty with cool. the tagline, save Alan, don't donate. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, hit us up on Facebook for more details about that. Okay. So what are we doing next week, guys? Next week is Kevin's subject, so uh-huh. I'll let him go ahead and say it. Uh-huh. It's a Christmas story, guys. Yay! That's my favorite movie of Yay! all time. And I will tell you next week why it is. Maybe bring some trivia along. Maybe There's bring some fun, trivia with fun that facts oh about God. that movie. Absolutely. It's now been adapted as both a stage play and now a Broadway musical, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And if I, I'm going to definitely fact check myself on this, but I thought I remember reading this that it was added to the, uh, what's it called, Archive of Movies um, at the, like library the, the National Congress? Archive. Yes, library, yeah. National Library of Congress for Movies. Like they did that with Toy Story actually yeah. very recently. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty Last sure. Mohicans Mohicans was added to that, too. Tie in with another episode recently. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Tune in next week, y'all. It's awesome. gonna get crazy. Oh, f- fun! <laughs>
Uh, oh, that was a play on Oh Fudge. Sean, right. you yeah. got anything you want to say? <laughs> Thank you guys all for being here for my Christmas vacation trip down memory lane. Absolutely. It was our pleasure. And now you guys know that if you start singing Melikaliki Maka, uh, you're just going to make me extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> I won't raging, be able to think. There'll be too much blood in one area. Raging hard on. Like, the, the webcam is going to... St- just tilt because the whole desk just kind of shifted. <laughs> and for those that are not able to watch this because this is an audio podcast, Sean's webcam just tilted severely. That was like a solid 45 degrees. That was a solid 45 degrees. Malikilikilaka is the Here's the wise way. Oh, and there it goes again. <laughs> <laughs> Until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into us next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. Peace. Later. Bye bye. And roll credits. And now, a very special holiday version of movie quotes you should not say during sex. I'm going to catch it in the coat and smack it with the hammer. Or... Merry Christmas! Shitter was full! Or... Get me somebody. Anybody. And get me somebody while I'm waiting.